Answers with Amy Toy. I am your host, Amy Toy. I'm a psychic medium, radio show host, healer, and all that wonderful stuff, and soon to be YouTube channeler. Today I have a great guest. His name is Miguel Dean. He has written a book called Bring Him Home, a Twin Flame Love Story. And Miguel has been for the last 22 years. He has been an author, speaker, and catalyst, has been immersed in the twin path of healing and transformation which can be summarized as an inner journey to heal his own wounds, facilitate and complemented by his service to others and passion for spiritually rooted social change. Welcome, Miguel. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm really good. I'm really good, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Today's, uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of uh, interesting energy about at the minute, shall we say. And so, yeah, you know, it depends which moment you catch me on, whether I'm in a a bit of a purging state or uh, in a, you know, come out the other side and just feeling that wee bit lighter. And uh, you have me in the lightest, the, the, a lighter moment. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling and we've got some crazy energies uh, this year for 2020 with um, here into astrology, the Pluto Saturn conjunction. So it's been kind of crazy already. So I can understand and you sound like you're sensitive like I am to energies as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like, I find that, yeah, I'm sensitive, my body's sensitive uh, to what's going on. And, you know, I have to remind myself that there's a bigger picture, and that it's not just me that's going a bit crazy that, you know, that this stuff, this stuff (laughs) is collective, and and it's all, it's all happening for our highest good. Exactly. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just, I was thinking the same thing. It's ironic because sometimes you're like, okay, why am I going through this? And you're like, it's for my soul growth. Okay. <laughs> just deal with it and write it. So, yeah. uh, so your book, Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Love Story, what led you to write this book? And what, what led you there? I mean, it's interesting. Sometimes there's always a story behind the books that we, that are channeled through us on the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I guess, what sort of happened really, Amy, was um, it was a, a point where I'd, I'd, I'd kind of describe it as I was having a twin flame sabbatical because it would it had all just been so intense and, and we'd, we'd gone our separate ways thinking that, it, you know, that it was, that it was all over. And um, the idea just found me really, it was, you know, you need to write this story, you need to write this book and, and you know, I'm having this conversation with myself going, really, you know, that's going to be, whoa, that's going to be a bit, uh, a bit, a bit challenging, you know, to relive the beautiful moments and miss them and relive the painful moments and, and feel them, you know, so it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it just felt like uh, I couldn't not write it. And, right. it, you know, I didn't feel like I was given a choice. It was more this, this, uh, 
I, I'm a real experiential learner and authenticity and vulnerability are really key uh, principles for, you know, the way that I live my life. And I just felt, okay, well, you know, if I can share this story, I'm my experience is that there are always, you know, thousands, millions of other people having similar experiences, but there is shame and guilt and, you know, and all sorts of societal conditioning that says we can't possibly share, you know, we can't share our warts and all story because what will people think? But I know, you know, I, I know more than that. And so it was this book can serve the collective. It can serve in the uh, awakening of the sacred masculine. It can serve in giving some a different slant on the truth of relationships and the honoring of the divine feminine through the uh you know amazing beautiful body that is woman mm. yes and uh, i was thinking about that because i was I, w I was looking over your website and everything and how it you know as a female growing up in a very contradictory household where i was shown one way and told another and let me explain that my mother was very strong-willed and said, you never rely on a man. But my grandmother taught me to cater to a man. So I got mixed up with relationships in the first 20, 30 years of my life. And mm. um, just balancing that out. And, you know, because I'm a very independent personality. I have my own radio show. I have my own counseling practice. I do healing work. I do public speaking. I'm, I'm also a writer as well. And I can relate to you about channeling a story. <laughs> they always have stories for me to write up or blog. So it, it's like, okay, do I really, how can I balance all those traits out while being in a healthy relationship? And that's what I think your book is about, how to how to balance that out. When you, I mean, that's what my perception is of your story thus far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's great. Um, I really appreciate you just sharing what you shared because, yeah, you know, again, it sounds like the the phrase that I use is that we're all living different versions of the same story. And, you know, mm -hmm. what you've just shared about your the conflicting messages as you were growing up and the challenges with relationships, that that's totally my mm -hmm. story as well, you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then when I when I got into my 40s, I had been in a in marriage for six years that was just totally dysfunctional. And then I moved down to Florida and then I met someone who was a little younger than me. I was thinking back to this stuff, by the way. It was weird. It just brought up stuff to share with our audience because I think uh, personal experience and story can help others. Uh, I met a young gentleman who was a little younger, about four years younger than myself. And we had, um, he really taught me freedom in a sense of myself to be myself and uh, really own who I was, my authentic self. So it was one of the best relationships. It was one of the most turbulent relationships I ever had. But I learned a lot being with him for two years. Yeah, yeah, I can so relate to that. I mean, that that was my that was my experience as well. With you know, I, I call that a twin flame relationship. It's where you know everything is catalyzed, and and there's some you know in, intense purging, and and mm -hmm. you know because it, it just seems to me that the real the truth about relationships is that they are uh, an amazing vehicle to bring us home to ourselves it's ultimately about the relationship with ourselves and healing those fragmented parts and those um you know deleting those self-limiting beliefs and those old programs that we've inherited 
usually you know generationally from generations that have been yeah. passed down over mm-hmm. and over and it seems that mm-hmm. our generation uh, the you know the, the as we incarnated in this lifetime as an opportunity to say no it stops here this dysfunctional beliefs and and situation between man and woman it stops here. We, you know, we, we have to do things differently for the sake of our children and the sake of the planet and the, the sake of everything, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are redefining relationships. I mean, I've been single now for two and a half years since um, I had uh, walked away from that, you know, two-year relationship with that gentleman. And, mm-hmm. you know, it. I have really just I'm not afraid to be alone, but I'd like a partnership, a healthy partnership. That's my divine desire is, you know, to have that. And I think that, um, I think hopefully <laughs> I've learned to balance that at this age, <laughs> if not more so. So I don't know if you found that to be your experience, um, but that's where I'm at with everything personally. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to that, Amy. It, it's, uh, I, I'm, I've just come to a similar place really where, yeah, I I feel so much more complete unto myself and I don't need, you know, a relationship with somebody else to, you know, to make me feel whole and for, for, for me to be OK with, you know, moving through life. It seems that a relationship with another, you know, becomes the icing on the cake. It becomes something yeah. added, but there is no sense mm-hmm. of codependency or, or neediness right. anymore. Oh, I, and I, I, yeah, I, I totally relate to that. So, what is your definition of a conscious relationship? Mm-hmm. I would say that a conscious relationship is one a that we've just that I've just mentioned that um, that the both parties realize that the purpose of the relationship is to bring them home to themselves. It's ultimately about our relationship with ourselves because you know the old. Um, adage that you can only love another to the extent that to which you love yourself and mm. sometimes it's hel- it's helpful I think to replace the word love there with just accept that we can just fully we can we can only accept and embrace another to the extent that we can fully embrace and as- accept all aspects of ourselves you know warts and all that mm. our imperfections uh, our neuroses and you know and, and the wounds that that, that we've uh, perhaps carried or inherited as well and so part of that conscious relationship is that there needs to be uh, a powerful sense of responsibility um, for our own feelings and knowing that when the other triggers us it is a gift and an opportunity to mm-hmm. to ask ourselves what is it within me that is unsettled that 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 dislikes that behavior because it's always about the it's not about what they're doing it's about the emotions that are elicited mm-hmm. you know and that we associate with 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 the with the actions that have happened so you know strong sense of responsibility a realization that it's about coming home to ourselves and um you know honoring um each other and honoring the 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 spiritual aspect of the relationship really the the inner union of the masculine and feminine within the hearts of of, of both of us mm-hmm. yeah i mean i found with my clients when i do sessions 
you know, they're always trying to change the other person or fix the other person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You laugh at that. I laugh at that, too. But, you know, my callers or my clients will will say, but, you know, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to, to make him see it my way. And I'm like, stop trying to change him. He's going to resent you for it. <laughs> you can only fix yeah. yourself. Look at yeah. yourself, please. <laughs> that drives yeah. me nuts. <laughs> it does. And I, you know, I pray to God every day for patience. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we've been taught. We've been taught that, though, haven't we? That message has been yes. so instilled in us in so many ways that if something, you know, in order, the world teaches us that in order to be happy, that happiness is out there. We have to have a better job or a different partner or more money or a different house or live somewhere else. We're taught right. that happiness is an external phenomena. Mm-hmm. So you know, it takes you know some real courage uh, to keep and and perseverance and resilience to keep bringing the awareness back inside myself you know that change mm-hmm. is always an inside job isn't it when i change and i change mm-hmm. my my responses or you know or my reactions right. then the other changes as well you know the whole dynamic changes exactly instead of reacting i'm interacting with myself not reacting outside the problem or re- reacting to the person. I've got to interact within myself. And, yes. and that's a lesson that I had to learn. I had to learn to react differently to this. Like I said, the last relationship I had, he was, um, he was interesting. <laughs> I'll just say it that way. He was interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. was how I was reacting to him and it was a process and I had learned how to react with it to him without driving myself crazy because I used to be like so angry and I'm like, why doesn't he just see this? I'm telling him straight out, what is he stupid? No, he just chose yeah. not to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just yeah. that way. <laughs> oh, you know, it's 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 amazing, isn't it? Because you, you could be mm-hmm. just totally sharing my story and so we know, yeah. you know, that this is the same reality for millions of people. And it yeah. does, you know, I, I would find myself um because yeah, I'm not in in, in relationship. My, my my the 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 woman who uh, you know that that is features in the book. My my twin flame. We we decided to go our separate ways eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But you know th- there were times when yeah, I was just kind of engulfed in this sort of emotion and this mm-hmm. anger, this frustration, and then that would kind of like dissolve. And and it would be more mm. like, you know, the, the sacred masculine, if you like, would be sort of going, oh, my God, what was all that about? You got lost in that whole drama and that whole ego mm. thing again. It's like mm-hmm. to keep switching from one to the other until eventually we can just live from that higher place more and more. Yes. And um, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday that, you know, getting involved in a relationship for me. I want to keep who I've learned, who I've become. And I don't want to lose that. <laughs> One of my greatest fears, I'm going to get lost in this relationship. But my, you know, I have faith though in myself that I'll be okay and I'll have to draw boundaries because I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot with that last relationship, especially. That was the turning point in my life. Yeah. But you see, that, that that's how I define the success of a relationship. I don't believe the success. The success of a relationship is not de- determined by the by the longevity of it, uh, but by live, you know, living together happily ever after. Mm-hmm. The success of a relationship is based on how much we learn, how much we grow, how much we transform ourselves, and that you know mm-hmm. that really is the 
you know, the, 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 the nub, the really important diamond that is uh, mm-hmm. potential, potentially there, you know, in every relationship. So as long mm-hmm. as we learn and grow and heal and come home to ourselves, then every relationship has been successful. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think we're given we've been given such, uh, you know, tiny morsels of useful information mm-hmm. about the truth of relationships. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's just not generally out there what, what the truth of it is. And we think it's supposed to be like a Hollywood movie or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're not guided and. uh yeah, just, you know, given the information and, and uh, about what's really going on. And, and just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean mm-hmm. that something positive isn't happening, you know. Not to say that, you know, you have to stay in something that's violent or incredibly uncomfortable right. forever. It's it's right. always okay to step away. Love, this is, uh, this is the bit that really came came home for me at the end of my last relationship was love never leaves we are you know we are led to believe that love will it comes from that one other romantic connection and the truth is that we are love and that Mm -hmm. as we uncover that and release the trauma and the you know the old conditioning and so on and we come home to ourselves Mm -hmm. and find that divine union we realize that we are love and we have access to love all the time. It, it is just a state of, of being. It's a, it's a way of living rather than, oh, my God, you know, if this relationship ends, there will be no more love. Love will be withdrawn. And, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it creates so much fear when we have to put all our eggs in one basket in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, you know, I was taught, you know, if you don't, well, like I said, I got conflicting messages. Well, you need a man to complete you. No, I don't. I complete myself. A man yes. enhances my life, not to takes away or deters from it. And I think that's what a challenge for a lot of people we, you know, we help, you know, you and I both. Maybe, you know, through your, you know, I, like I said, I looked at your website and you have some podcasts. And I encourage people to um, check out Miguel's uh, website, miguelbean.net, uh, which I will post. Um, and with this interview, there's some links to his uh, his work, um, and that maybe help people on this path of finding themselves to a healthier space and a healthy relationship, eventually a balanced one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I call my one to one sessions sacred masculine healing sessions, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know what I find is the majority of people that come to me are actually women, and they would mm-hmm. they come because they they're kind of like drawn by the you know a cleaner clearer energy and to be held in that kind of what I call sacred masculine energy where there is strength and there is softness and there is bound there are boundaries and it's an experience with a man that doesn't want anything from them I am just there for them to hold space to be there for Mm -hmm. them and most of the women that I work with have had you know horrendous experiences with men and so you know there's this strong pull to there must be more than this and surely I can do this better and how do I rebuild my trust with with men Mm -hmm. yeah and well with rebuilding your trust with men is rebuilding trust with yourself and your judgments I think absolutely absolutely which is yeah it's that thing of when we when we 
when we nurture and grow the our own masculine within ourselves because mm-hmm. then things change because the the men that we attract into our lives let me put this a slightly different way just to, uh, to give mm-hmm. it a real life example instead of talking metaphorically for me you know my mom died when i was little my stepmom was uh, angry and abusive and violent mm-hmm. so i had very little experience of of the soft loving feminine and any loving soft feminine that i did have you know died and abandoned me and left very you know very suddenly so i was attracting women into my life that were um you know replicating that would that would that would replicate those scenarios really of uh, shutting down or physically mm-hmm. leaving or being ambivalent not being uh, emotionally available until i started to really work on the my own feminine and learn to mother myself and learn to access the divine feminine energy that is within me and find some um, healthy wholesome balance between the masculine and feminine energy that resides within me Mm. and it is a balance sometimes we're so out of balance we don't even realize it Um, sometimes you're the female acting like the male in the relationship and vice versa. Finding yeah, so, yeah. that balance, I think, is challenging. Like I said, I do a lot of readings with clients, and it just the things I've seen over the years, I'm like, oh, my God. God, help me. I don't want to go through that. <laughs> Especially what some of these women put themselves through. Yeah. That obsessive need to be in a relationship. When am I going to meet the one? Well, yes. there's many ones. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. and and you are the one. You you know, mm-hmm. it, it's that we are the one. When we fall in love with ourselves, then you know, then we can fall in love with everybody, and you know, n- not necessarily in a romantic way. I, you know, I I think in so many ways, you know, society, humanity, we you know, we have to go through a, a massive shift if. The species is is to survive really, and it just seems mm-hmm. to me that relationships are are at the foundation of all of that really. Mm-hmm. Well, it really? is. It really is. Definitely, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything yeah. in life is about relationship, isn't it? Relationship with ourselves, mm-hmm. relationship with others. The the mm-hmm. cells in our bodies are all in relationship with each other. We're in relationship with the planets and the universe, and we're not separate ego uh puppets wandering around in flesh human suits we're all interconnected we're all in relationship with everything and and when we find that balance and when we we return to that sacred way of living then you know then the new earth is born and then we're living in heaven on earth that's my belief i agree with you i just um i've had glimpses of it with uh the last couple of years dating individuals i mean nothing serious but i like the universe is i think showing me a buffet of things like what do you like about this person what do you like about that person what do you like about this and um i really learned to kind of i don't want to say build in my mind uh, characteristics but i kind of did and um you know i think i got it i don't know about you but that's my feeling yeah yeah uh, uh, absolutely it's it's an ongoing learning process isn't it you know where we mm-hmm. or and, and i guess in a lot of ways as well it's an unlearning process mm-hmm. uh, it, it seems to me that the more i unlearn 
the more I l allow, you know, the, the old to fall away, the old stories and so on, the more love mm -hmm. is, is, is actually revealed. It, it's there all the time we, we, at, at the centre of us. But okay. we've been taught to look in all the wrong places. We're looking outside. Mm -hmm. We're looking at somebody mm -hmm. else. But it, it takes courage. It, it takes tremendous courage to, to, to look inside yourself because, you know, mm -hmm. as, as my book, Bring Him Home, you know, tells the story of that, you know, when I made that decision because of the, the, you know, this deep love that I felt for this woman, that I want this relationship to work. I had to make the journey from my head back to my heart and my heart. And, you know, usually when we go back to our feeling center, the first mm -hmm. thing that we encounter is all the trauma and the unexpressed feelings and emotions that, you know, that we couldn't feel mm -hmm. and release at the time that the trauma actually took place, usually during our childhood, you know. So it, it, takes, it, it takes great courage and it's not you know it's not surprising i mean i did it you know i did it for for mm -hmm. i suppose adult relationships for a good you know 25 years where i was looking outside it must be the next one it's like please don't make me go to those dark places within myself please 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 and and eventually mm -hmm. it was like okay i get it i can't run from myself anymore i will do the work mm -hmm. and then it was like bang this the universe brought this woman into my life who would, could facilitate the, you know, trauma, uh, uh, you know, every single little piece mm -hmm. of trauma, every, every every shadow that was within me mm -hmm. bring to the surface for me to take responsibility for and transform. But, you know, I mean, you, know, you don't tend to hear about this sort of work in the mainstream mm -hmm. Hollywood movies and so on, do you? <laughs> no, you don't, you know. Uh, we have to take a break, Miguel. And um, Miguel, we're talking with Miguel Dean, and his book is Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Love Story. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor, who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727-514-7323. May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Okay, we're back with Miguel Dean, Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Love Story. That is his book, um, and it's an awesome book if anyone wants to pick it up. It is uh, on Amazon. I got it on my Kindle, by the way. <laughs> it was on my Kindle. So, okay. Miguel, 
Yes, we were talking before the break about um, looking within and looking at those traumas and, and all those things. Did you find that once you started looking within, it was kind of like, after a while, this is not so bad for me? I don't know, but that was my experience. It was like, oh, this is not so bad. It, stu- it sucked before I did it, but it kind of um, freed me in a lot of ways once I started doing the work. What was your yeah. experience? Yes, I, 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 I can agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I think the, our mind, you know, the egoic mind doesn't want us to go within because it doesn't really want us to uh, to be free because, it, it, you know, it feels that it will lose it will lose control and that, that you know, that, that it's 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 kind of like a overprotective parent, you know, saying, oh, no, don't go mm-hmm. there. Don't go there. It will be uncomfortable. Let's just carry on doing you know, the, the way we've been doing it and let's continue with the strategies that we adopted usually when you were a child or, or, or whatever, you know, unconsciously just to survive trauma. But it's like, you know, the trauma's not there anymore. You know, my stepmother isn't, uh, you know, beating me anymore. My mother isn't going to die on me anymore. So we're in a completely different place now. So there's always that initial resistance. But at the same time, you know, I, I went, I, I call it the fire of love, you know, sometimes mm. there were times when I had stepped into the fire of love when usually when my twin flame um, left and triggered that sort of mother abandonment, you know, bereavement thing okay. for me. And it was incredibly, you know, I kind of regressed really to this really wounded little child. And what made it so much easier for me, what I began to master was just to feel the feelings that without any mm. negatives, you know, critical uh, commentary running in my mind, just to stay with the feelings that were happening in the body, because those feelings just wanted to be released. They just mm-hmm. needed to be felt. So as I've got better at that, you know, then you know, because what tends to happen is, especially for as a man, I'm feeling mm-hmm. broken, I'm feeling vulnerable, I'm feeling pathetic, and we shame and blame, you know, and criticize ourselves mm-hmm. and think, you know, that we're there's something wrong with us. But when we can mm-hmm. let go of those thoughts and just feel the feelings, it all passes and transforms so much more quickly than when we're perpetuating those feelings by our negative you know, commentary that, that's running in our minds. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, men are more logical than women. Women um, obviously tend to be in their, in their emotions. I, you know, it, it was it was easier for me once I stepped into that really uncomfortable place uh, mm-hmm. for me just to feel, well, I was taught growing up not to cry. You know, you're too sensitive. Stop crying, you know. Or I'll give yeah. you something to cry about, as my dad used to say. Yes. And yes. when I look at that, you know, I was like, now it's it's um, it's easier to cry. But for years, I held a lot of things in, and I drank mm-hmm. because of it too. So you know, we tend to anesthetize or numb our feelings in so many ways. But once we start thawing that out, that frozen part of ourselves. God help us all. <laughs> At least for me, the floodgate, floodgate came open, and I was afraid of losing control, and that probably was my ego. But I felt better afterwards. I was exhausted, but I let all that, a lot of stuff go. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting, Amy, and I really appreciate your 
openness and so on as well because mm-hmm. you know we we could be talking about the same story you know there's so many similarities between your story and mine even to the you know my stepmom saying I'll give you something to cry about and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff of we're not you know we, we have this full spectrum of emotions from you know total bliss and joy to real pain and grief and sadness and we are taught mm-hmm. by society to to, to deny what are called the negative emotions and not to feel them. And mm-hmm. through doing that, you know, we cut off our connection with life. We, we mm-hmm. block our, our, you know, the, the, we unplug ourselves from source, if you like, you know, because you should say it's all blocked. It's all numbed out. It's all frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we can start feeling again, you know, our feelings, I, 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 I think of my feelings that they're in, in a, in a compass, they're my inner guidance system, you know, they're, they're, they're so valuable. But we have to be connected mm-hmm. with our parts in order to feel that stuff and, you know, and find balance between uh, our minds uh, and, our, and our hearts. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, when anything's out of balance, it's, you know, it's, it's all going to go wrong, isn't it? And we, we end up yep. compensating, mm-hmm. you know, externally, you know, through drugs or overworking or or porn or you know the, the the myriad addictions which which are almost encouraged you know in our modern society as you know do anything but don't feel don't be with yourself it, it, it's crazy really mm-hmm. it is crazy it's um it's something where sometimes we're not even conscious of and so one of the questions i have for you too is what is the difference between a conscious and an unconscious relationship yeah, I think I think the, you know, I, I've said a little bit about what how my understanding of a conscious relationship. So yeah, the unconscious relationship is really, I guess, the primary thing. You've alluded to it as well. You know, is when we're mm-hmm. looking outside and blaming the other person, and mm-hmm. you know, when we when when we think that the purpose is for them to complete us and for them to make us happy and for them to make us feel good then, you know, that's an unconscious relationship. Um, and, and I think that's pretty much the normal. Or people just settle for what, you know, what I call the scraps from the table. The, hmm. the, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're in relationship. They might have been married for ages, but they, they, they don't really connect. You know, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. living on the surface. They're both busy. They pass like ships in the night. They do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like there are so many distractions. And, you know, it's kind of like, um just going through the motions uh, of of connection and intimacy mm-hmm. when really the, the the potential depth of intimacy and connection through relationship bring can bring us back into relationship with the divine and mm-hmm. you know it's there are, there are so many so many more deeper 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 levels and mm-hmm. you know and we just settle for the scraps from the table because we don't know that mm-hmm. there is more potential if we are willing to get intimate and real with ourselves. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. And I, like I said, that last relationship I had, I had, um, I had ten years of sobriety. I've been in recovery, and when I moved down here, I had like four or five or something like that down in Florida from New York. And I met mm-hmm. this guy. I met him, the one I was involved with for two years. And I remember feeling a lot of emotions, something I think I haven't felt in years since I was a 17-year-old involved with my first boyfriend. 
and just feeling those the depth of emotions being with him scared the hell out of me. It yeah. did. It just really was, it was so intimate. It was so deep. The heart was so deep with them, you know, with him. Like I said, not since I had one once I was 17. So, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced that, but that's how it felt to me. It was like, ooh, this is scary. <laughs> I didn't like it. It really touched my soul. It really, it just, because it, it, felt, it felt right to me at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's unfamiliar territory, isn't it, when we first yeah. find ourselves in those places and it does feel like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to lose control or the ego feels yeah. it's going to lose control, which is, is, ter- is terrifying. Yes, it was mm. extremely terrifying. And I thought there were some days I'm just like, I wanted to walk away and just run and run for the hills because that's my yeah. modus operandi. But after yeah. a while... As I got settled into it, it um, it taught, like I said, it taught me what I needed to be taught. But it was um, it was a very deep relationship, um, like my first boyfriend when I was seventeen. So that's just yeah. interesting how um, if it feels yeah strong and all that, it's strange and so. There's yeah, a great. But, there's, um, there, yeah. there, Amy, there's a great line from uh, we give Trevor Hall. I don't know if you're familiar with his music, but. There's a great line in one of his songs or a couple of lines where he says, you know, you can't rush your healing. Darkness also has its teaching. And, that, oh. you know, I think that's really powerful. And that's, you know, just so important, you know, but we're, we're taught mm-hmm. to avoid the darkness. You know, if, it, if it's challenging, mm-hmm. if it's dark, if it's scary, we're, we're told to, you know, as you say, you know, run away, anethanatize it, distract yourself, don't go there. But actually... Mm-hmm. That you know, there is so much. You know, it's like it's like a baby is born from the darkness of the womb, isn't it? You know, all life mm. uh, arises from the darkness, from the void, if you like. If we're going to sort of, you know, get a little bit cosmic, and so you mm. know, healing arises from the darkness. We have to be in able to stay in those dark, uncomfortable places in order to reveal the light. Otherwise, we're just living in a in a gray shadow land kind of place, you know? Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. I tell, yeah. I tell my clients, feel it to heal it, feel it. And, um, I tell myself from that sometimes that too, because my default is still to not want to feel it, but yeah. I, I, I make myself feel it. Cause I'm like, okay, this is for my highest and best good here. Come on, Amy, just do it. <laughs> and I feel yeah. so much better afterwards. <laughs> Or sometimes just acknowledging those fears of, okay, I'm afraid of taking my independence away or myself that I've gained, my authentic self or whatever fear you're working through at the time. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's okay. It's, it's part of that being mm-hmm. kind to ourselves, isn't it? And sort of yeah. and allowing ourselves to fall apart and trusting that sometimes things have to fall apart to be put back together in a more beautiful you know wholesome healthy way mm-hmm. falling apart you know is part of the process quite often and it does take courage to go there and you know because mm-hmm. as we said it's so deeply programmed into us to uh, to avoid those places whereas actually mm-hmm. you know in the <clears throat> the darkest places you know within ourselves the, the, the places where we most fear to go those are the places where our treasure and freedom lie Mm-hmm. Yes, acknowledging the dark parts or the shadow parts of ourselves, I've learned, is, okay, they're they are part of who you are. You accept that. That's the first thing I've learned. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging them and just 
you know, you're not a bad person because every there's duality in the universe of good and bad, or darkness yeah. and light. And yeah. so that duality resides in with all of us as well. So it's yeah. accepting yeah. that. I think it's just acceptance, which is the hardest part for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Acceptance is such powerful medicine. It is so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 and the alchemy then happens in the acceptance. When you accept the dark and the light, then mm -hmm. the darkness kind of recedes. You know, we, we bring ourselves, uh, we, we're kind of born into a completely different different space, in, into, into a different place. It's not to push it away. It's, you know, it's like the, um, you know, if there's, a, if there's something angry and there's something violent and there's something, um, you know, aggressive, to try and fight it, it just brings, you know, uses so much energy and there's so much conflict and it's probably going to go on forever, you know, mm -hmm. th this way and, and that way. Whereas if we look beneath the fear and the anger and the violence or however it's playing out, you know, mm -hmm. there's always an unmet need. There's something that just wants to be loved, something that wants to be mm -hmm. accepted. And that's how we, you know, that's how we transform and move beyond you know that the, those those places exactly because you can transform it for your own benefit in my experience and uh once you learn learn to work with it I, I think it's just working like you said acknowledging that that place that needs to be loved um it helps it really does it's not a neat it, this path though is not for the faint of heart i always tell that to my listeners this path yeah. that we're on is not for the faint of heart but it's worth it in the end. Maybe that's, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to get fulfillment in other ways and find that um, divine relationship that you're, you're meant to be in. So, I mean, it just, you have to change your perception on things, I think. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's like looking through a completely different lens really, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, it is. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, I know that I, I'm on a journey, you know, I never say, you know, I've arrived or I'm there or anything. And, right. but I, you know, I, I, I am having glimpses of, you know, I, I think when you say it's worth it, I don't think mm -hmm. we actually can comprehend how worth it it can be. Because if we choose to keep walking this path, you know, and keep, mm -hmm. uh, working and uh on this divine union within ourselves coming home to ourselves you know i i think i think it's 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 you know we're talking about what the mystics allude to really you know of total bliss states and you know uh just uh mm -hmm. being living from a completely different awareness where we are uh, fully at peace with ourselves mm -hmm. life not to say that we can't we still don't see the ugly as well as the beautiful but we are you know we, we, we are not pulled this way and that like a puppet on a string mm -hmm. you know we, we we have the agency within ourselves and we live life from a still point you know at, at our core which is which is love mm -hmm. it is and it's you know, no matter what's going on around you, you are the calm in the storm, in the eye of the storm. And yeah. I think when you learn that, which is a difficult lesson to learn, I, I'm not saying it's easy, then you can really appreciate, okay, whatever's going on around me is, this too shall pass, that's what my mother used to say. And yeah. it's, it's 
temporary, but it's also, it, it always works its way out. It's, it's only a blip in the radar, on the Divine's radar. So, um, yeah. Especially yes. when you're going through troubles and relationships. You know, yeah. I used to think, oh my God, is this going to end? Please God, let this end. And then it would, and the sun would come out after the rain and the rainbows. We have rainbows down here in Florida. <laughs> Sometimes double rainbows. And you're like, okay. It, you know, I took a picture of one and it reminded me that there's always a rainbow after the storm. Yeah. I'm not trying to sound poetic, but that's, yeah. that's what I do. If we can keep reminding ourselves, you know, the, and, and deepening the belief, which uh, which I have, that everything mm-hmm. happens for my highest good, you know, yeah. and, and if it's uncomfortable, it's only uncomfortable because it's purging, because it's clearing, because it's letting go of some uh, of that which is not love that that still resides within me because of my, you know, previous experiences. Mm-hmm. Love never leaves, you know, love is is mm-hmm. always there. And mm-hmm. we are here, I believe, you know, on this earth school for the evolution of our souls and so everything that happens mm-hmm. if it's uncomfortable it's just either old stuff releasing and purging or it's our inner guidance system saying no you're moving in the wrong direction or you're doing the wrong things if it's generating those feelings then do something differently exactly because every moment you have a choice to do something differently every mm-hmm. moment it gives you that opportunity we don't have to just stay in it. I mean, my parents lived in a had a forty year old forty year old marriage that was horrible. I used to beg them when I was a teenager, "Would you please divorce each other? You're driving me crazy. You hate each other." Yeah. And my parents would look at me like, "What?" Uh, you know, and that's the kind of example I grew up in. And my dad, before he passed away in 2013, he said to me, "I should have, I should have listened to you, and you know, been happier." So from that example, you know, we can learn from others, but it's just amazing how um, we can redefine our our own definition of relationships, and he helped me with that. So my grandfather, too, um, yeah. especially the male side. They 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 were interesting, those, those cast of characters. But um, is there any final thoughts before we end the show, Miguel, that you want to tell our audience? Well, you know, I would... I would like. I guess I'd like to say that you know, if if you're struggling with a relationship, you're you're not alone. You know, yeah. I think that's a really big thing. It's not your fault. It's not just about you. It's not necessarily that there's something wrong with you. We have been, you know, we've all had such a. It's like you know, we've been, you know, starting out on the relationship journey with both legs and arms tied behind our backs, and you know, and a load of rubbish in a rucksack on our backs to, to you know to pull as well it's 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 not been it, it's not your fault if you're struggling it's not your fault but you have the power within yourself you have the agency you have the skills you have the resources to if you dare to look within and and, and make that journey then the journey back home to yourself and to focus on the journey with yourself then you know amazing things can happen and uh, it's the journey. The journey is the destination. You know, we grow and evolve mm-hmm. and we become through going through the challenges and through going through the the, the difficult things. And, um, yeah, you know, and I, I'd love any listeners that resonate with, uh, you know, our conversation 
uh, you, to connect with me on uh, Facebook, Miguel Dean Sacred Masculine. And um, yeah, I'm hosting sort of tele-webinar events and all sorts of different stuff. You know, I love, I what you know, I want to share. But what I share is my experience because I've, mm -hmm. had, you know, had a challenging ride to, to go from so much pain and trauma around relationship mm -hmm. to be able to heal that. It, it gives reason. It gives value to it. If 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 I my pain and my experiences I can share so that perhaps others don't have to go through quite as mm -hmm. much as I in my trial and error kind of experiential way of moving through life. Mm -hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's why I do this show. That's why I you know, do the messages that I do to tell people there's a different way because it was yeah. so freeing for me to be told that I had a different choice. And I'm like, it never occurred to me I had choices. And yeah. I think that was so empowering and so freeing. So that's my message is to um, look up Miguel. He's got a book out, which, like I said, is entitled Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Love Story. He's, his website, it, tell people where your website is again, Miguel. <laughs> the, the website is just Miguel Dean, uh, M-I-G-U-E-L-D-E-A-N.net. Yeah, and you can contact me on there, and there's all sorts of free resources and information mm -hmm. and uh, on there, yeah. I love to hear from people, you know. I guess it's what inspires us, isn't it, you know, to continue doing yeah. the work because I'm sure mm -hmm. you know, Amy, it's not like we're all, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. sorted. We have our up days and down days and times yes. when we're struggling mm -hmm. and when we hear from, you know, the uh, the, 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 the people out there that, that are benefiting or getting something from our work it, it gives us the mm -hmm. determination to keep going and it reminds us yes you know i am on the right path and, and what i am doing is of value and so on mm -hmm. yeah now what i had gone through is um the trauma that i had experienced through my life it's like oh i went through it for a reason maybe to help for you know not my only myself but other people so yeah well thank yeah. you yeah yeah have you written have you written a book about your story not yet, no, no. I'm. That's on my list of things. I've got a lot yeah. of books to write. <laughs> I've got a lot of books. <laughs> awesome. Good. Good. Well, yeah. well, I wish you all the best with the with your book writing. Well, Miguel, it was a pleasure having you on today. It was a very uh, wonderful conversation. Since we have, you know, um, others out there that need our help. So thank you for coming on. And if you write another book, you're always welcome to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Yeah, thank you for the work that you're doing and, and for the invitation. Love and blessings to you and to everybody that, that, that might hear this conversation that we've shared. Thank you. Thank you. And my name is Amy Toy, and I'm the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. And once again, may the angels carry you through the next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Look up high.